The Dad presents episode 73. It all starts right now. Did somebody cheat yeah. on somebody? No. Okay. No. Did uh no. did did somebody smack one of the kids? Probably not. Well, maybe. Hello and welcome to the Dad Presents episode number 71. Three. Is it 73? <laughs> I think so. It doesn't matter. Keep going. Oh, whatever. Fuck. Hey, hey, man, it, everything's going to shit anyway. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole world is going to hell in a handbasket. I'm sure, sure our fans do not, do not matter. It doesn't matter if track. this is 71 or 73. Nope. It's probably 73. I don't know. I am a mess. We had a conversation just before the show started, and no. I actually asked Matt to consider taking my life. I will dick chain. <laughs> you want me to dick chain you, and and I'm I'm the man for the job. Yeah, it's been tough, Jay Maddie. I know. Last few months, I know. It's just been tough. It's so tough everywhere I'm you married look. Too. I know. Oh my god! It's. I mean, that's what the show's for. Layer. Lay it out. Let's layer know. upon layer. Um. First of all. Miss Rose is not with us today. Where's Miss Rose? For a good reason. She had a birthday today. She's 30 fucking what? years old. Miss Rose is 30? 30. Happy you... birthday, Miss Rose. Just to have 30 back. What would 30 back be like? 30, bringing 30 back. What would that be like? I, I 30 was, was kind of, I was in my wheelhouse at 30. So I think I might just oh, yeah. do it the same. 30 was pretty uh, solid. Yeah, you start. You got a little money in your pocket for the first time. Yeah. You're a little responsible, but still a little yeah. careless and yeah. having fun. And you know, so Miss Rose is celebrating this birthday, and she didn't want to celebrate it with us for obvious reasons. Would you want to sell your celebrate your birthday with us? Absolutely. So. Oh, of course yeah. I would. Um, but because we always we're a team, and we always want to talk about each other, other even if you're not here. I'm thinking about gift ideas for Miss Rose, and I think we should open up to our listeners to say, "Hey, look." What would you give Miss Rose for her birthday? I'll give Maddie. her something. Oh, Maddie, you see? I'm saying I'll give her something. I'll give her something nice, like some, <laughs> I don't know, some chocolates or, I don't know, yeah. some nice outfits. Yeah. And then I'll so give her every, something. Everybody chime in, but I think I got something. And this is oh, yeah. for, you know, we're in, we're in the age of coronavirus, okay? So this is about, you know, social distancing. She's a woman on the go. She's not necessarily looking for a relationship because of the quarantines and whatnot. She likes but to she hit needs, it and quit it. Yeah, she needs to get railed. She, we've discussed that on the show. I'm not offending anybody by saying that. How about gift certificate glory hole for Miss Rose? Is there such a thing? <laughs> it should be. As a matter of fact, that should be the next business in the coronavirus age is the coronavirus glory hole gift package mm. where you roll in, you go ahead and lube up, do whatever, take your pants off, put your, your, your junk in front of the appropriate hole, mm. and... Let somebody go to town on you. All right. I'm so, not against it. I, I don't yeah. I don't know what the uh what the employees look like here, but that's the know. beauty of it. Because the thing is, think of it like this, Maddie. You don't know what anybody looks like anymore. Yeah. It's the age of the coronavirus. I, I'm saying if you're running that business, I don't know what yeah. kind of employees you're looking at, like who who, I, who you're getting to work this job. All it's you're probably doing not is the creme that. de la creme of society. No, you know? you're looking for well hung guys and in and, and juicy girls or whatever, uh-huh. you know, fetish type stuff. That's uh-huh. what you're looking for. Yeah. And right. they and they come in all, you know, shapes and sizes. I'm sure there's some dwarves that would be available. I don't know why dwarves came to mind, but they will be hey, anyway. 
put put together so, a business plan and take it to Wells Fargo. See what they say. The I'm telling you, the Glory Hole gift certificate package available now at Nordstrom's. Not right. Um, so a happy birthday. Put, put it in my stocking. Yes, please. A stocking stuffer in more ways than one. Um, happy birthday to Miss Rose. Happy birthday, Miss um, Rose. And, and Jay Maddie had a birthday, everybody. Everybody's having spring and summertime birthdays. How was oh, your birthday, Jay Maddie? Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I didn't get in trouble with the wife for the whole day. It was beautiful. Yeah. It, it's tough staying out of trouble in coronavirus age with the wife. Sure because is. you're right on top of each other for every minute of every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no it's tough it's a it's a tough thing um how about memorial day weekend you have a good one I, get out of the I house don't even, yeah but i didn't not for memorial day weekend everything is feels the same to me i didn't know it was memorial i, mean, I felt I knew different it, it felt different i mean at least the governor yeah. let us let us go to the beach this time nah, it's been crazy yeah. you know we we've, we've been kind of sneaking and going to the beach but it it's it's crazy with these silly beach restrictions. Like they got it straightened out a little bit for Memorial Day, but the weekend before, the weekend before Memorial Day when they were first opening it. So you got, you know, you know, LA, you got Redondo Beach, yeah. then you got Hermosa Beach, then Manhattan. They're all conjoined, right? Yeah. But they all have yeah. different rules. So mm-hmm. in, in Redondo, you could walk on the strand. I'm sorry, you could yeah. not walk on the strand. The strand is the street along the beach you're not allowed to walk on it you're only allowed to cross it to go to the Mm -hmm. beach yeah the bike path was open okay so you you could bike Mm -hmm. but you could not walk you could get in the water but you were not allowed to put an umbrella in the sand then you go a mile down the road (laughs) to hermosa the strand was closed and the bike path was closed so so you could if you're biking in redondo you go Mm -hmm. a mile you get to hermosa then you gotta lock up your bike and 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 walk but then you go another mile and a half down to manhattan the strand was open for walking, but the bike path was closed. So I guess at that point, <laughs> then you put the bike on your back and you start walking it down the strand. But all of them, on all three of them, you're allowed to get in the water and surf and windsurf and boogie board and all that. But you weren't allowed to sit down on the sand and you were not allowed yeah. to bring umbrellas or towels. Yeah. It's just, it's just no. complete random chaos nonsense that lacks any logic whatsoever it's just it's so stupid and they expect people to to like respect these rules it's preposterous no i we experienced that we went to manhattan beach oh you did the day before yes yeah we did day before yesterday didn't even look us up right in our neighborhood well it was it was a spur of the moment thing did did, did, so, did the uh, manhattan beach police let you through the the white check well this is the thing the white check? The white check. You know, they, they check everybody's identity to make sure they're oh, the right, right, right kind like, of citizen for Manhattan Beach. I, I thought, so they're checking to see if you're a white person? Yeah. A white check? Oh, That's wow. Right. No, I didn't experience that. Okay. But what we did experience, like you said, the beaches are open, but you couldn't park anywhere. <laughs> so it no, was no like, the, the beach parking is closed. Yeah. You can go so to the beach, like we, but good luck parking. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so that was the thing. But we found parking. We hung out there. But then naturally, by the time we got lunch and then got at to the beach, it was starting to get cold and overcast. So we hung out there for a while and, you know, fed some birds and watched the birds shit on my car, which was awesome. And uh, but that was it. But yeah, a lot of mixed messages. That, but that's been this whole thing. You know, for the first several weeks, it was you don't if you wear a mask, you're wasting your time. And now mm-hmm. yep. it's please don't leave the house without a mask. Or we will arrest you. Yeah. Or we will, yeah, it's it, you know. Yeah, and then so, you got you got Fauci out there telling people yeah. to go ahead go ahead and get on Tinder and 
and and you can go ahead and get your fuck on, but never sure. shake hands again. <laughs> and, then, and then you know he's saying we might we might not go back to school. And now he's now just last week he said, well, you know these lockdowns might be doing more damage than than they say. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're no. just they're all they all have their heads up their ass. They don't know what they're doing, and and they're ruining America as far as I can tell. Yeah, I stopped watching the news weeks ago, uh-huh. and I'm happy for it. I'm a yeah, better person for it. For sure. But I will say that this does strengthen my argument for the Glory Hole gift certificate package available. Well, it sure would be a nice stress reliever for everybody. And, sure. and yeah. you can't really uh, breathe on someone or cough on someone through a Glory Hole. So, I mean, it does have its merits. It's a win-win for everybody involved, yeah. you know? Like I said, you don't me- put together Do a it. business proposal, go to Wells Fargo, we'll get, get it financed. <laughs> yeah, get a small business loan. Government's oh, giving yeah. those out now, so go for it. Yeah, yeah. So is it time for parenting questions? Sure Do is. Do you have anything from Facebook or parenting questions? That parenting questions. Right Let's do right it. On. All right, okay. so I got, I got one, two, three, four of them for you today. Bonus. Bonus. Right. Bonus. So, Bonus. so now that we don't have to listen to some girl spout or nonsense about this stuff, we're we'll roll right through. Exactly. Season <laughs> <laughs> Rose. Rose. I'm teasing. All right. <laughs> Number one, and this this yeah. right here shows that the dad presents has gone international. Ooh, this comes like to that. us from Alfio in Tivoli, Italy. Ah, uh, coming to us from Italy, which is I looked it up. It's near Rome. Okay, right. I don't want anything from Italy based on coronavirus. They had it the worst. So send that one back. So no, question back? Go ahead and read. Yeah. All right. Alfio. <laughs> Alfio. Is that, am Alfio. I saying that right? Do you think Alfio? How do you spell that? A-L-F-I-O. Alfio. Yeah, right. that's Alfio. Says, uh, my, bella. says, my kids suck at telling stories. Mm-hmm. And all kids suck at telling stories, Alfio. Says yeah. they suck at telling stories, but they love telling stories. I don't want to mm-hmm. stomp on their creativity but I want them to stop talking. How would you handle this? (laughs) Oh, Alfio, this is easy. Alfio, let me tell you, when you have these kids, it's sort of your job to tolerate their foolishness for a while. And you can, but how do you make it fun for yourself? You're asking, right? This is what I'm going to tell you. Alfio, what you got to do is after they get to, you know, the longest stretch of the story that seems to repeat never end and whatever, whatever, you amuse yourself, meaning you interject your story into theirs. So you pick up their story and you throw in things that amuse you. So if it's a woman with three boobs, you talk about that. If it's someone with a, you know, a, a, a scratchy crotch, whatever, whatever's funny for you. And eventually it may make it fun for everybody if you're being goofy and they'll be goofy and you don't have to go that far with it. Maybe you're not ready to tell your kids about boobs. I don't know why you wouldn't. Everybody loves boobs. But anyway. Um, make it fun for you, amuse yourself. You may amuse them too and make it fun for everybody because when they're talking, I, I know what you're saying. You want to hit stop immediately, but with you adding your energy and thing is your kids love you. They think you're better than you are and you're not that good, Alfio. I swear. They think you're better than that. So by entertaining them, you may make it entertaining for everybody. So basically, you're telling him Alfio to step all over his kid's story and hijack it. Sure. Yes. That's the only way to make it fun. Because after a while, because the thing is, either they're going to be entertained by it or they'll get bored (laughs) by him talking and then they'll want to end it. Win win. I like the idea. I like the idea of engaging with them and sharing in the story. I like that. But I I don't like the idea that what you said, you're there to tolerate your kids. I disagree. I disagree. Okay. Because now, 
I, I have, I, I think everybody feels like all parents feel like Alfio. You know, you know, your kid rolls in and wants to tell you a 15 minute story about roadblocks or, or Minecraft or imaginary dragons. It gets boring. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, so I, number one, don't let your kids be selfish and self-centered. Meaning you're sitting there, you're working, we're all working from home now. And they just walk up to you like, like you're staring at the wall, like you're not doing anything <laughs> and just start yeah. going into a story. It's not that acceptable. Happens. It's socially not acceptable. It's, mm-hmm. it's rude. And that's not going to fly in the real world. It's your responsibility as a parent to teach them that you can't just walk up to someone and interrupt them and make yourself the center of attention. You yeah. got to, and kids have a difficult recognizing, I think more today than ever before in history, that they're not the center of the universe. So they need to be sure. taught that. So I'll listen mm-hmm. to my kids' stories. I, I enjoy listening to my kids' stories. I'm a storyteller. I like mm-hmm. I like your idea of getting involved in the story. Yeah. But I make sure that they know not to walk up and just do that, not to interrupt, mm-hmm. to say excuse me, to assess the situation first. Also, what what they sometimes do is like one kid will walk in, completely oblivious to the situation. You know, I'll be working, start yapping about fucking Minecraft, and then <laughs> – five minutes into it, the next kid will walk up and start telling a story while the first kid's still telling a story. This is not acceptable. Not acceptable. So that's number one. Number two, if the stories suck and I'm lowering my voice because they're in the other room because we're doing this from home. I don't want to hurt their feelings, but if their stories suck, I let them know how they can improve them. (laughs) No, for real. Oh yes. Like, because look, no, a kid will go on and babble endlessly. And if they're annoying you, yeah, they're probably annoying their friends and you're not That's doing them any favors by encouraging it. Like there's, there's mm-hmm. storytelling is an art. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a writer. I've, I've, I've written a couple books. Storytelling is an art. You got to get, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta build some story, but not too much story. You got to get to the, the punchlines. You got to get to the, the climax as, as quickly and efficiently as possible without rambling mm-hmm. around in a circle that never really gets anywhere. And yeah. kids and my wife have a hard time with, with that. <laughs> you know? Your wife. Yeah. I, th- I, yeah, I really said that one under my breath, but yeah, I think, <laughs> I think women in general struggle a little more with a linear story. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah. it has something it, to do with, because there's such more fabulous, uh, fabulous uh, multitaskers. So they got so yes. much going on in their brain. So sure, it's because they're better than us, basically. Because they're givers. Yeah. That may be it. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, all right, good on that one, Alfio. I think we're good. Oh, an extra point there, Jay Maddie. For it, you know, I didn't know if if they do approach you while you're doing work. Obviously, yes, you got to tell them. Hey, look, give me a minute because that is rude. So yeah, extra point for Jay Maddie on that. Thank you. Ding ding. Go right ahead. All right, number two. Number two, we got Mike number two. from Alabaster, Michigan. All right, Mike. Okay. Alabaster. So Mike kind of addresses me here, but it's it's a question for us at the end. He says, I see the Dad Presents page has gotten much more political in the past few weeks. A lot of people seem annoyed, <laughs> and that's, that's definitely true. If you stop by on the page, there's a lot of fights going down. Um, yeah. A lot of people seem annoyed, but I'm down with it. I have a feeling I know the answer to this question, but as a parent, I want to know what you guys think about the contact tracing that is likely going to be coming. Mm-hmm. Um, man, at this point, I mean, is there anything else that they could do to us that you'd be more upset about? I mean, it, it 
I believe they're trace they trace us when they want anyway. So I don't, I'm not like especially upset about you know them further violating you know your privacy. You're probably right about that. They're probably yeah. already doing it in some yeah. regard. So I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, now they're going to use this as an excuse to do something they've already been doing anyway. I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of other things to worry about, Mike. Minnesota apparently is on fire, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just don't. It when people come to me with stuff like that, I'm kind of like, yeah, they listen to us when they want. I, I still believe that, and you just have to. But that I, doesn't the, mean it's okay. No, just they're by, doing by it. no stretch. But the thing is, at the end of the day, what are you going to do about it? Like, are you? What are you going to do? You going to go out and what? Well, that protest, unfortunately, is the new world. Like. Privacy, and I've been saying this for a long time, privacy mm. is a thing of a past. I mean, we're not far away from the point where we're, we're going to be able to read each other's minds. I mean, that's coming in the future. We're not there mm. yet, but privacy, yeah, privacy is dead. I mean, it's, it, you just kind of have to accept it. But yeah. um, we don't have to give in, I don't think, to things like this. Like, mm. I'm always pro-liberty, almost always. Um, yeah. And... You know, I want my kids to inherit a healthier earth, and I want this disease to go away like everyone else. Um, but, but a couple of things. Number one, it's it's not what they told us it was. It's not as dangerous as they told us it was. I mean, the CDC's most recent report suggests the death rate is zero point three percent. The flu mm-hmm. last year. Now, this is from the CDC. This isn't like from some out there person. It's the CDC. Zero point three percent. The flu mm-hmm. was zero point two percent. So, what are we mm-hmm. really talking about here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, it is more dangerous and people are more dying. Contagious. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the point is, this is not what they, they said it was initially, number one. But number two, contact tracing does work. I mean, most experts will tell you it does work, but it only works if you're doing that at the initial beginning of the breakout, right? It mm-hmm. wouldn't work now because everybody, the disease, disease is all over the place. You can't contact trace everybody. You don't even know everybody who has it at this point. So now at this point, if they're passing contact tracing, they're merely using this disease as an excuse to be able to get this legislation through. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitively against it. Yeah. I, you know, obviously if I, like I said, I'm indifferent because I just think that when they want something, they go get it. And that's, yeah, but they're going to try to pass this as mm-hmm. a bill at some point. You, and uh, you can at least speak out against that and get that stopped. They might do it yeah, anyway illegally. They, like, do it another they way. were wiretapping <laughs> us for yeah. eight years before they admitted to it. Sure. But, and they you know, were probably found another way to do that. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's the harsh reality. Thing. Yeah, unfortunately. But Mike, excellent question from Alabaster. That sounds like a badass place to be. Where are you from, Mike? I'm from Alabaster, bitch. Like that that sounds like something you'd say like coming into a club. Like you'd get some girl with that like, "Ooh, he's from Alabaster." So like, I don't know, man. keep keep being from Alabaster. All right. I like it. All right. All right. Question number 3. Yes. Now I'm assuming this is a fake name. This comes to us <laughs> from Harry Potter in Gryffindor oh. City. Well, <laughs> So let's not rule that out. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe, Very maybe it's the one. So here's what he better. says. So you okay. understand why he gave his fake name when you when you read this question. It says so. I, I mean, I know the guy's real name because I get the message, but this is the name he told me to use. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, he says, here's my situation. My parents went away on a week's vacation. And I know this is not what you guys do, but your Facebook cracks me up. So I thought you might have an answer that's helpful. 
and it might make me laugh in these dark times. He says, okay. okay, so basically my wife and I found out in the last two months of quarantine that we hate each other. Ah, ah. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, Harry. A lot, of, a lot of that going around, but go, <laughs> go, go ahead. We've done nothing but fight. Sure. We're, we are going to get divorced. However, no. we live in a state where real estate and rent is extremely high. We expect mm. it to drop because of coronavirus, but it hasn't yet. So what mm. I'm saying is we are locked up together for now. It's extremely yeah. stressful, and I hate mm. fighting in front of our nine-year-old, so I try to keep my distance. Yes. Sometimes I keep my distance by spending the night in someone else's bed that I met on Twitter. Oh, wow. Do you okay. have, he's, he's totally he's, – <laughs> he's, he's, he's off the reservation. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Okay. Do you have advice for keeping things sane in the house? Also, do you think my behavior is wrong? Because even though my wife have already decided to get divorced, and even though we aren't sharing a bed, she seems mm-hmm. to think it's wrong. So it sounds like it's not a secret. Basically, our uh, entire relationship, she doesn't like when I'm having fun, and she's not the cause of it. Wow. A lot of guys can uh, relate to that. Um, but this sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. And since you've left the reservation because of the in the early going i was gonna say hey you know maybe there's hope you know there's no hope this thing you guys have made a decision obviously you've you're living another life she's not happy about it but at some point she'll be living another life the thing you have to focus on now is the kid and you don't want to go too far into this thing where you know you see these couples that say well let's live together for the kid that never works not a good idea (laughs) because you're, what, what eventually happens is because you guys hate each other, as you say, you will then begin fighting in front of the kid. Right. The kid will either pick a side or determine he hates both of you. Exactly. And who wins with that? Nobody. Nobody. So have a real adult conversation. Um, and yeah, maybe you do split during the coronavirus. The, I'm sure tons of other people have done that, that very thing, based on the situation. Well, it sounds like, mm-hmm. from what I'm picking up, they want to do that, but it's a financial yeah. problem. Yeah, but sometimes you, you gotta you gotta save that kid, because the thing is, is every day that you guys are together under the same roof, is it's like a, a powder keg. It's ready to explode. Something's gonna happen at some point where somebody... You know, she's been holding something in for three days. You came in after spending the night out. Now she's yelling at you. And now all of a sudden your nine-year-old knows you're fucking somebody else because she said it during an argument. Yeah. Do you want that? No. (laughs) Okay. So let's go ahead and end this and just say, you know what? We got to figure out, you know, I believe there's a lot of sort of leniency going on in terms of financing and stuff now because of our situation. Got to get out of that house, man, and got to begin to prepare your nine-year-old that your that your nine-year-old's parents are not going to be together anymore, and that yeah. that's the important thing. Yeah, I agree, hundred mm-hmm. percent. You got you guys need to you need to separate. Like if, now, staying together for the kid is or money a, a noble or money mm-hmm. is a noble concept. Staying together for the kids, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think it ever works if you're staying together for the kids. You're not getting along and you're just putting out bad energy in a home. And now yes. you're going out and you're getting some, some side tail and, and bringing that stank mm-hmm. home. That's sure. that's just no good. So I, I understand the financial concern. And I agree rents are going to be dropping. So it might be a good idea to wait to rent a new place. I'm sure you got friends. Go stay yeah. with a friend. Go crash on a couch for a couple months. You know? Or mm-hmm. one, maybe – Think about shacking up with one of these Tinder honeys, but you got to get out of that house. You're not doing anyone any favors. Yeah. And last resort, 
Yeah. Last resort. Gift certificate package. Glory hole. Glory hole gift certificate. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm bringing it back. I'm, I'm not going to leave the show without some sort of financial commitment from somebody. That would be terrific. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got uh, one more question. We got Mark from Chicago. Chi Town. Let's do it. All right. He says, my wife and I have been fighting a lot recently. (laughs) (laughs) My wife and I have been fighting a lot recently. Still locked down. The weather sucks. We're both laid off. We're getting Mm -hmm. unemployment, but it doesn't feel great. The fights have been getting more intense and she gets angry and she just goes off. I don't think it's great for the kids and I don't know how to handle it. (sighs) It, oh, so I got five questions. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I got one oh, more after extra that. Extra bonus. Yeah. Bonus, 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 bonus. Yeah. Bonus, bonus, bonus. No, there's so much with that. The thing is, this situation has put a lot of people who were not used to spending so much time together right on top of each other. And once you do that, you find out that your wife never really liked you. Like, she always thought that she could improve you. And so what they tend to do, women, I love the ladies, but as you spend more time with them, they'll continue to look at you to see where else they can approve you. Problem is that if you're 46 or 50 or 30 and you've made a decision, you're not changing anything, then you guys are going to butt heads. Guys, so, on the other hand. Sounds, are you trying to help Mark here or are, you, are, you, are we having therapy for B right now? It's for, it's for everybody. Everybody feels this pain right this now. Felt, this feels yeah, very personal. Personal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on. But the thing is, is that when you married her, you probably said, I'm going to take this as it is. Like, just like, you know, we sold some chairs in the studio and we sold these, hey, this, these chairs are being sold as is. If you sell a car. It's sold as is. And we accepted that, right? So the thing is, that's what I'm saying, is that you are not who your wife married. <laughs> or, or let me say this better. She doesn't like you very much. And she's always been sort of tolerant of you until she has to see it every day. This, this, this has nothing to do with this question. You're taking it in an entirely different direction. No, I'm just saying that. that but that's it. But yeah, it's, it's something that what I would suggest is to go ahead and get yourself some me time. You need to get some me time every day to get separate. If it's working out, if it's uh, waking up early to go do whatever, uh, you know, watching TV by yourself, separating yourself from the situation, uh, avoiding arguments. If you see something is about to happen, leave the room, go somewhere, take a run, take a drive, get me time. So she doesn't have to live with the person she doesn't like that much. You don't know she doesn't <laughs> like him, man. Look, there's she st- likes there's you, stuff. but she thinks you can improve. Okay, first of all, and that, that's right. where the issue let, is. Let me, yeah. let, me, let me put us back on the rails here. Mark, okay, I'm okay. sorry you and your wife have lost your job. That sucks. And yes, it does. It, it makes for a stressful home. Even though you're getting the unemployment, that unemployment's going to dry up, and then you got to figure shit out. So mm-hmm. you're in a stressful situation, and uh, you're constantly in the house because you're not working, and you're not allowed to go anywhere. So yep. you're, you're going to fight. It's just there's no two ways about that. Now, the key to fighting for couples, and I'm going to say this to Mark and all men, but it also applies to all women. You, It's your responsibility in being married to understand how your partner fights because Mm -hmm. it's your responsibility to try to avoid a fight. So like my my lovely, beautiful bride, Mm -hmm. um, she's wonderful. 
She's amazing. Yes. Love her so much. Mm-hmm. But she wears her emotions on her sleeve. And when she's angry, she's going to lay into me and it doesn't matter if the kids are there or two towns away. No, so, it doesn't. So I found there's only one strategy that works. When, when she mm. goes off, I let her go off. I, I don't try to argue. I don't try to defend myself. I don't try to reason. Um, anything, anything I do, because I've tried all of them, is going to make it escalate. I let yeah. her go off. Then I give her some time. And then we, we come back to it three, four hours later. That's what mm-hmm. works for me because I know how she fights. Yeah. Understand your wife is frustrated. Understand you're frustrated. You might be the one picking the fights. She, she may see it completely different than you. Understand how she fights and then you can understand how to avoid those fights and give her that exact same advice. Yeah. And, and Mark, if I can use a sports analogy, this is what I'll do. I'm a Laker fan, okay? And it's so from sad. like – yeah, from like the seventy or late seventies to to now, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, we know. No, I I was six years old. They won a championship, right, so yes, and they represented my town. Yeah, so yeah, I. Okay. Boom. All right. All right. So as I was saying, this is a sports analogy. I'm a Laker fan. Every year, the Lakers would dominate in the eighties, beat every team up and down the court, no problem. But they'd always have problems with Portland, particularly playing in Portland, home court advantage, the whole thing. You're talking about the early 2000s here? No, well, you know, all through the time I've been a Laker fan, right? Okay. And I wonder, why can't they play well in Portland? Well, the reason is Portland saw them four times a year. The other teams on the East Coast saw them a couple times a year. And Portland at home, you know, they had their, their, their bearings. They had a home court advantage. So the thing is, when you're off at work, your wife isn't seeing you as much as usual. When you are at home on top of each other, she's like Portland. You playing four times a year. She knows what plays you run. You know, she knows you're gonna run a post up screen to Kareem coming off the wing. He's gonna go fake like fake left, shoot right. She knows that's coming. So she's gonna swat it, is what she's gonna do. So that's what I'm saying, is that the closeness yeah, what, what of it. You, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm not really No, following. I'm saying that the fights. I, I, I occur, like the analogy. I like the that's what I'm Kareem swatting, but what are you, what are you saying? How's what I'm swat? saying is what I'm saying is, because you guys are so close and she plays you so often, uh-huh. she's comfortable with you and she's you're right there in her face, there's going to be tension. And she's yes. going to win a lot yes. because she's she's familiar with you. Sure. Right? Got it. But when you're on, on the road, on a road trip at work, and you're gone eight hours a day and you get to see each other right before you go to bed, it's not the same thing. It's not right. the same game, right? Right on. So use that sports analogy. But I suggest go get me time. That's the most important thing. Sit down with her and say, look, sweetie, things are tough. We're right on top of each other. But see, you're saying she knows you. She knows you. Yes. And she's using that as an advantage to defeat you in arguments. Sure. And that's bad. That's evil. What I'm saying is you got (laughs) to know each other. So if that's the case with her, I don't know her. Mm -hmm. I don't know their situation. If that's the case, they need to have Mm -hmm. a talk because they need to understand each other and not use each other's weaknesses to mm-hmm. to break each other down they gotta be building yeah. each other up and when one of them steps out and one of them mm-hmm. starts picking a fight the other one has to know the appropriate way to react to extinguish that fight you can't, i agree you gotta exactly you, gotta, you gotta nip these fights in the butt early because uh, exactly. none of them are, they're not productive none of them are no. because you at the end of the day unless <laughs> unless you're uh who was the last got mike right mike who's leaving his wife and mm-hmm. was on tinder or whatever yeah unless you're mike you guys are gonna be in the same house that's right 
And you're so, fighting about nothing nine times out of ten. Nothing that makes any sense whatsoever. No, no. Most of the time. Did somebody cheat yeah. on somebody? No. Okay. No. Did uh right. did did somebody smack one of the kids? No. Probably not. Okay. Well, then maybe. what are you fighting about? I mean, somebody somebody you know, left a dish out or mm-hmm. or you know, somebody didn't flush the toilet or, you know, I'm just naming all the things I do, but we're talking about not, <laughs> not big deals. So let's not, let's not make them into big fights. All not right. at all. Number all right. five, number five, quite, we got time for a fifth question or no? Uh, we, we always have time on this all right. lovely podcast that we do. All right. We got Alyssa. We got a lady. Oh, Alyssa. All right, Alyssa. Cherry Hill, New Jersey. All right. We got all the hot yeah, spots yeah. today. We got Italy. We got Chicago. We got, uh, Alabaster, New, New Jersey, Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah, give a shout out to my boy from Alabaster. That's up. In Cherrywood. Okay, go ahead. Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill. All right. Ooh, Listen, sounds, now, sounds it's too bad Rose is not here because this one, this is one that Rose should be answering. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're, we're going to do our best. She says, I've, okay. got a, I've got a new baby, two months old. Mm-hmm. In the hospital, nobody could come to visit. And since we've been home, other than my parents, we've had no visitors. Yeah. I want to share this feeling with the world. And I feel mm-hmm. gypped that I didn't get to feel it in the hospital. And I feel gypped that we're not sharing it now. Hmm. Not really well, a question, but sounds like she's reaching out. I got it. Uh, is it Alyssa? One more Alyssa. time. Cherry Hill, Alyssa. Okay. Alyssa, listen. Take advantage of what's out there. Social media, baby. You get a thousand likes on every picture. You get to double up on all, and everybody's at home. So they have to get on Facebook and see your beautiful videos and just keep sending them. And then if that fails, go have another baby. That's what you do. You relive it again. Have a makeup these, baby. Yeah, have a makeup baby. Because it, in these times, we don't know. Tomorrow's not guaranteed, folks. Okay. And I mean that seriously. So go have another baby. You'll have that experience at some point. Meantime, bulldoze everybody with your stupid baby pictures. Everybody, you know, and there's no excuse for grandpa not to like a photo because grandpa's at home. Grandpa's, grandpa's been at home Facebook. for two months. Gra- okay, whoever. Aunt, Auntie Jeannie or whatever. Auntie, Auntie Jeannie, Jeannie, she's on Facebook. She's Yeah, she's a divorcee. She's, she's playing the field. She's MAGA. She's all that stuff <laughs> going on. Auntie Jeannie needs to see these baby pictures and you're depriving. So use your social media and bombard these folks. What are they going to say to you? They're going to curse at you because you just had a baby? No. They're going to talk about you behind your back. Yes. But you get to get these beautiful baby pictures out. They send you their likes, which is their approval, which is what you are really wanting. And you deserve it, Alyssa. So go out and do that. What are you doing? You're not taking advantage of social media? Come on. Get with I'm it. I'm sure she's putting it on social media. I, I, she needs more. I Look, I get, I get what you're saying, Alyssa, and I, I do not want to minimize what you're feeling. You're, you're not having the greatest experience that you dreamed you would. It but, sucks. But nothing – the thing about life is – and I know a lot of people do this. They anticipate something so much and do so much planning and so much anticipation that it's almost always guaranteed to be a letdown. Now, that said, having a kid is – one of the greatest, if not the greatest experiences you're ever going to have. It's, it's life-changing. You know, it's amazing. It's scary. It's intense. It, it just – your whole world gets flipped upside down on its head. I mean you mm-hmm. literally just grew a person in your body and spit it out your vagina. You made yes. people. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, during this virus, people have lost their jobs. People have lost their lives, uh, lost family members. And you just have one of the greatest things that can happen to a person. So was it perfect? No. But what I'm saying basically is stop feeling sorry for yourself 
and dive in head first with all the alone time you're getting with the baby. You know, yeah, you, you're not getting the visitors, but you're getting a ton of alone time to bond with that baby. And you're not going to get that again once this is over. So stop feeling sorry for yourself and be a glass half full person. You got it there pretty it good. Yeah. Come on, Alyssa. Thanks. Shake it off. Shake yeah. it off. Hit, hit send and, and, and smile. Let's go. Not to be insensitive. We're sorry it's no, not perfect. It but sucks. nothing is. This has to nothing suck. Is. I mean, you've been waiting for it. I get it. But take advantage of what, what's there. That's right. You know, Auntie Jeannie's out there. With their MAGA hat on. With their MAGA 2020. <laughs> um, all right. You know, I got Those a MAGA hat. Questions. Do you have a MAGA hat? I, I got one two weeks ago, just just for oh. the purpose of antagonizing people. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I won't. Why do you do it? I just, because I just don't like people anymore. And, <laughs> and I, like, I like the looks I get when I put it on in certain neighborhoods, quite honestly. Oh. I've, only, I've only worn it a couple times, but it's... Yeah. I haven't determined yet if you get worse looks walking around the town without a mask on or wearing a MAGA hat with a mask. It's kind yeah. of conducting a little social experiment. Hmm. Yeah. Man. Well, let, let me know how that turns out. Will do. Gotcha. <laughs> news of the day. What's the news? News of the day. Oh, it's George Floyd out in Minnesota. Um, but, you know, black man, and that's that's going to be the story, but black yeah. man. Apprehended by a police, policeman ends up with his knee on his neck, yeah. and George Floyd unfortunately dies apparently from that uh, from that incident. Um, Ugly situation, terrible situation. It's on video, so that makes it even you know just more terrible because going through that and experiencing it again, hard out to his family who's no doubt seen that on television by now a hundred million times. Um, the city's a mess. Uh, the mayor, you know, they fired the officers. Uh, the mayor has basically said, you know, uh, totally inexcusable. Um, we got council people upset, city on fire, people looting, all this other shit. Um, you know, it is what it is. And in the middle of all this other stuff. So it's just more bad news on top of bad news. Um, I'll say this. Whenever something like this happens, you, people got to have to understand. And that means everybody. That doesn't mean just white people. That doesn't mean just black people. That doesn't mean just whatever. White people have to understand that since birth, black folks have been told by their parents and other people, this is what's going to happen to you. Okay. You got to be careful when the cops pull you over because they're going to do this. And you try to go through life and believe, okay, maybe not me. I know this white guy. He seems cool. Let's hang out with him. His name's Jay Maddie. No, totally different story. But what happens is, is that when something like this happens, it then goes, it's like your aha moment. It's like, ah grandma was right about this and it doesn't necessarily mean because we don't know yet if he did it because he was black but it all of a sudden triggers something in your head that somebody you heard say or thousands of people you heard say growing up this is the kind of stuff that could happen to you okay all right so white people have to understand that black people have to understand that just because george floyd had this horrible horrible thing happen to him that doesn't mean that you get a free TV. You don't get to get go looting and get a free TV off George Floyd and then say, this is for George Floyd. No, motherfucker, that's for you. You just got a TV off George Floyd. If you want to protest, protest. It's within your right. You're an American. You're in America. All that other great stuff. Protest. Protest peacefully. We do not need to burn anybody's property down and break the law themselves because you just accuse the police of breaking the law. So that makes you a hypocrite. So 
white people have to understand the history of everything that people have been told since growing up black and all that other stuff. Black people need to not take too much of an advantage of a situation that's extremely sensitive. And I'm hoping that, you know, it it looks 100% like this officer was wrong. There's no other way to say it. You just can't put a knee on somebody's neck and then act surprised when he dies. That just doesn't happen. So hopefully the process will work out and we'll see. But both people, both sets of people, everybody has to understand different things, different contexts of this situation. Jay Maddie. Well, I think that's the longest in the history of the show I've ever let you talk without interrupting you. Wow. Because <laughs> what, what I've learned in the last 24 hours is that I'm not supposed to have an opinion and I should defer <laughs> to the black man. So that's what I did. But I, I will say, I will say, I think you knocked yeah. it out of the park. I think you, well, I think, you. I, think you. I think you, I think you nailed it, but I, I do want to, I do want to add to it. Mm, and all I want to add is that I, I want to ask black America, what, mm. what do you want? Wait, hold on. I got their number. Right. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> what, what do you want to happen from this? Right. Mm. What, what is the goal? And the reason I ask yeah. this is because I, the media has been dividing us for years. Politicians have been dividing us for years. And, and coincidentally, this is the subject of the new sub podcast series, us versus them that I've been doing. Mm. It's about mm. how the, the elite, the media, the politicians, they divide us against each other. Specifically yeah. using identity politics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, was was this guy killed because he was black and the cop was white and the and the, the cop hates black people? Maybe. Don't know. I don't know. No way to know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. But is it a fact that white people get killed by cops often as well? Yes. In fact, in higher numbers. Now when you that when happens. you when you adjust it according to the population, blacks get killed. Twice as much when it's adjusted according to, to population. The numbers. But they're also yeah. committing more crimes. And there's a whole mm-hmm. slew of reasons we can get into for that that may or may not be the fault of society. Right? Mm-hmm. None of that sure. is the point. Point is when you break everything down, when the media breaks everything down into identity, it immediately divides people. And what mm-hmm. we need to start doing is unifying. So, so what I would like to see come as a result of this is some demilitarization of the police in general. Our police mm-hmm. forces have become too powerful. They have too many weapons. I'd like to see police officers get more training and get paid more. Mm-hmm. So we're attracting a better quality person. Um, but we're not going to get any of that if, if the reaction of this is black America getting mad. They should be getting mad, but getting mad yeah. at white America and pointing at white America and saying, this is your fault. This is systemic racism. And, and you're part of the problem if you're not shouting about racism. That, yeah. all, that, whether that's the case or not, let's forget about whether or not that is the case. Is that effective? And the answer is no. It, it divides people. It forces mm-hmm. white people to get back on their heels and either submit to it and, and throw up their hands and say, yeah, I'm part of the problem. I'm, I'm part of white America. I'm part of the problem. I'm racist or get defensive and, and push back either way. It's, it's divisive. So let's unite around the idea of the police should not be killing people who are no threat to them. Everybody should be able to get behind a message like that. And then you can get some change. I understand. I understand black people being very sensitive and hurt right now. I get Mm -hmm. it because, because maybe it was racist. Number one, number two, racism definitely exists. And number three, 
you've had the media in your ear for the last three years telling you these stories every time they happen. I bet, I bet you didn't know that a month ago, a 19-year-old white guy got shot and killed by cops who burst into his apartment in the middle of the night to serve mm-hmm. him warrant, shot him in bed, didn't even get airplay. Because it doesn't yeah, fit the narrative I, I that divides us. Didn't hear it. But yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. It's covered more because it's going to catch eyeballs. Um, it does not erase how horrible it was, obviously. But both sides, just like I said, have to take context, have to understand certain histories, and also have to, on black on black America's side, not take advantage of a situation to where, you know, you get uh, the next thing, you know, they'll, like, uh, I'll never forget when... Um, when uh geez i'm losing it right now um rodney king no 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 when um OJ. no god bill cosby the, the ra- rapper um <laughs> the rapper that just passed i'm losing it tech, I'm losing te- my mind. Tekashi tech nine <laughs> no um Tupac. damn it the, the um uh um nipsey hustle nipsey, nipsey hustle passed. yes <laughs> so when nipsey mention. yeah when nipsey hustle passed right you end up with you know, obviously, horrible situation. Gunned down in front of his store, Crenshaw Boulevard, Los Angeles, what have you. Got terrible, 100%. Next thing you know, you got people, okay, I own a uh, hamburger business, and there's actually a hamburger business that did this. This is the Nipsey Hustle special. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> the guy died, man. He died. Can we just maybe lay off that, you know, whatever. And then there's like, and I understand honoring him. He's a great person in the community, but sort of like this, um, this shrine building, almost like he was biblical or something like that. And you're sitting there saying, "Okay, you know, like, you know." But that's the thing: is that let's let it play out. Let's not take advantage of a situation. Let's not loot and steal people's shit in somebody else's name that you didn't know who happened to die, and because you're black and he's black, now you have a TV. Let's not do that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. White people need to be sensitive, number one. Yes. They need to be Agreed. sensitive and understand that black people are angry. But mm-hmm. black people, if I may, need to need to direct their energies in more appropriate ways, I think. No, I think they're and I'm obviously sure that'll catch me heat. But yeah, yeah, well, I mean, but that's the thing. Is that and obviously it's when we say black people, every not every black person is doing that, obviously. No, not every white no. person and not every white person is doing the crazy shit either. They're not there there are some people that see it for what no, it was. No, but the ones who are making mm-hmm. noise, that's what you see on the news, and then everybody gets mm-hmm. fired up. Yeah, no, there is truth. Like to did that. you see yeah. at that target that 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 old white lady in the wheelchair get mm-hmm. get beat up by the by a bunch of black people? Did you no, see that one? Oh, I heard God. I think I did hear she that. She was swinging but I heard... she was swinging like some little I don't know if it was a one of those little toenail clippers with the, the thing on the end, or if it was actually a knife, but she's sitting in a wheelchair swinging it around at people. Oh, and then they just yeah. start blasting her in the head and hit her with a fire extinguisher. I mean, it's just ugly, yeah. ugly shit happening. Yeah. I mean, but that, that's the thing. It's over, overreaction. The, the policeman apparently did the first overreaction. Now let's everybody, that, let's the not policeman needs to be, I mean, mm-hmm. he needs to go to prison. Unless yeah. and, unless they have some kind of trial and they find out something we don't know about, he needs to go to prison. Like, yeah, that's the first thing that, that needs to happen. If that if that mm-hmm. doesn't happen, that's a problem, and that should mm-hmm. be a problem for everybody. Sure, agreed, agreed. All right, let's do something happy. Oh well, let's talk about killer rats, man. You oh. hear about the killer rats? Um, I heard there's a lot of rats in New York. Yeah, talking about? these rats are now cannibals, and let me tell oh, you. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. 
because all of these restaurants close and they're used to, you know, basically hanging out and mm-hmm. waiting for the food, for the garbage, all that other shit. There is none. Now. So there is none. So yeah. they eat each other. Yeah. That's what it is. Now, now the CDC is basically, man. yeah, they've warned people like the last two months, they haven't eaten, they've been eating each other, and now they're attacking humans. What? So there's a, yes. It's unusual, aggressive oh rodent behavior. God. That stems from their lockdown starvation diet. Jesus Last month, who would have, who had rats eating people on their freaking lockdown bingo card? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the kind of secondary effects of this lockdown. There's, there's going to be so many that come out that we we couldn't even have thought of. That's why yeah. it wasn't the best idea. Rats eating yeah. people, awesome. Okay, no, it's coming. They they they're attacking folks. Um, New Orleans, who probably needed to self-quarantine before Corona because the place is filthy. Love New Orleans, though. Love the food. <laughs> but uh, New Orleans is one of these places. New York is the other that has these aggressive rats and this aggressive rodent-like behavior. So be leery of, of rodents, apparently. Yeah, we got, they are. we got coyotes all over this neighborhood, and they, they typically you would see them like once a year at night. Now mm. they're just out and about because the streets have been quiet for some time. And it's like the wildlife, the wildlife is reclaiming its territory. Yeah. No, it's, it's something. Happening. It's something. Secondary mm-hmm. effects of the lockdown. The world's changing, man. The, the, world, the world is permanently changed as a result of this in oh, no. many it's, ways. There, there is no back to normal. Even if it's in phases, it's going to be, yeah. There's no, yeah. It's not going to be the what it was. So... All the handshake, hopefully that hand no new normal means the Clippers will win back to back championships. Yeah, boy, never gonna happen. That's gonna be the regular normal because they'll <laughs> never win a championship. <laughs> That's not gonna happen, even when the NBA plays. We will see. Oh, all right. So, yeah, ready else? to? Um, you want to talk NFL and their plan to hire uh, minority coaches and then? Oh, good. More identity politics. <laughs> Bring it on. It's my favorite subject. draft positions. So yeah, NFL was considering. I don't know if they still are. Did they strike that down? I don't remember. I don't but know. Considering a plan that if a team were to hire minority coaches, they would then get more favorable draft positions. Oh, Jay, Maddie, I'll let you go first. Yeah, time. that seems. That, what could go wrong with that? Seems like great. <laughs> well, how about? How about if you hire a black coach, then mm. you get to have sex with J-Lo and Tom Brady is your quarterback? I'm all in it. I'm all in for it. Let's do it. I mean, let's if, if, if rewarding teams for hiring people specifically because of the color of their skin is a good idea, well, let's go mm. whole hog with it. If you hire a white coach, you lose your franchise. You lose your franchise and your firstborn is murdered. Yeah, and then Let's P. Go. Diddy gets to run it, and then it comes a reality show. Yes. P. Diddy runs the team. Yeah. It, it, on you know, this is, the, this is the same kind of thing I look at as, as I don't, and not to get too deep, but this is the same kind of thing as like um, changing the minimum wage, right? So they, mm-hmm. want, they want to raise the minimum wage to, to $15. And it, it sounds good because, yeah, uh, some people don't make enough money. Right. Yeah. But okay, you raise the minimum wage to fifteen. Well, you don't think about the the secondary effects of that. What happens to businesses who are barely mm-hmm. making a buy? Well, they go out of business, and then what happens to that business? It gets Lose swallowed up by Target. Right. Sure. So, so all mm-hmm. you do is you. It's just one more thing that just pushes the wealth to the top. It's the same kind yeah. of thing with with something like so. So if if minimum wage raising it to fifteen is a good idea, mm-hmm. well, why not raise it to a hundred? Wouldn't that be a better idea? Right. So you got to logically. Look at these things. Either either raising it is a good idea or mm-hmm. the principle of it is bad. So 
is forcing teams to hire or rewarding teams for hiring coaches according to skin color a good idea? Well, then make it a bigger reward because we really need this to happen. So, so give them all the draft picks if they hire a black coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it? Yeah. It's either a good idea or not. Yeah, there's two sides to this with me, and I'll tell you one. Number one, I think it's a horrible idea. <laughs> I think it's a horrible idea because ultimately, this is a sort of you know you talk about we talked about the story before systemic racism. This is a systemic. Sorry, can't talk today. This is sorry. It happens a lot. <laughs> can't talk. Systemic. Can't get it out. Systemic. You, you say the first there part you. of the sentence, then I'll say the word, and then you yeah, you, you, yeah. It'll be like uh, electric company, <laughs> ball head, ball head. No. So, so this happens a lot. This happens frequently, and so the thing with this, I think it's a terrible idea, but it's sort of NFL like you could call it chickens coming home to roost or yeah. whatever, uh-huh. because they are so blatant with it. And because it is such so unspeakable that you could have an organization that employs, what is it, 80 to 90% of the players are black. But yet, we're at two coaches, and then they look at you funny when you say it's racist. Like yeah. that, And one of those two happen. needs to be fired. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah immediately, right? <laughs> so, yes, it's a horrible idea. But the NFL deserves this kind of horrible idea because of what's happened. What happens with these players, if you watch carefully... No one gives a shit about most of these kids when they're born, other than their parents, and maybe just one of them at that point. So then the parent (laughs) or the kid, seriously, let's just put it out there. So the kid struggles through school, does whatever, whatever. He has a talent that stands out from everybody else. He gets picked up, nurtured, probably by a coach of some sort, and that becomes a father figure, okay? He gets good enough to go to college where basically they tell him (laughs) he's there for school, but he doesn't go to class, but they don't pay him because they want him to be a scholastic athlete, right? right. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make any fucking sense from the first part. Right. They use as he's kids, getting, no doubt. Yes. 100%. As he's in college, he is slowly pulled away from black people, from his black. Now, all of a sudden, he's been with 900 white girls. Everybody, you know, everybody who's white loves the kid, whatever. He soon gets a white agent who then surrounds him with other white people that he works with. To where it's he's no longer white he's no longer black anymore at that point he's basically been separated from his group he comes into the NFL he gets even whiter because he's rich and <laughs> that's what happens so the NFL does deserve this kind of bad idea but, but is that the NFL's fault all of that I mean what everything you said they, about the NCAA that's on, that's on the NCAA oh no it's 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 all of them because the NCAA caters to that the NFL caters to that because the thing is. The NFL wants you to perform on television, but they don't want you to be too black. You know, they don't want they don't want everything that comes with the package. You know, right. that's why that's right. probably why well, look, they go through the vetting that they do in the combine now. It's like where you had I think it was Des Bryant who someone somebody from some team asked him if his mother was a hooker or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, that's look, what I'm man, talking about. The the NFL it, this this also goes along with the podcast new series, right? It's yeah. us versus them. The, the NFL, they're the elite. They don't give a the, the NFL's not racist. They just don't give mm-hmm. a fuck about these no. kids, white or black. No. They don't give a fuck about no. them. They're using them for their, to enhance their bottom line. So, yeah, yeah they, they don't they don't support guys like Des Bryant who want to be show-offs because 80% of the NFL's audience is white people and that's not sure. good for their their product or their bottom line. So, mm-hmm. 
it's not it's not that the NFL is racist. It's that the no. NFL is corporate elitist. They don't sure. give a fuck. And yeah, so I, I I understand what you're saying. Completely get it. Mm-hmm. But is is the solution to no? Okay. No, absolutely not. It's a bad idea, but they deserve it because the same thing happened with black quarterbacks. Is that for years there's no black quarterback? Now we have Mahomes, Jackson, most Watson, of, most what of the have good you. Ones. Yeah. So now what? So okay. So now they can't coach. Bullshit. But nobody's saying they so, yeah. can't coach, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we already have the Rooney rule, and that hasn't really produced any more black coaches. So it no. either either the, the people doing the job of hiring the coach don't think that they're good enough candidates, or yeah. those people themselves are racist. I don't know what yeah. the answer is, but I don't the, think you fix it by, by rewarding teams for hiring black coaches. I don't think that's no, the solution. No, you don't. It's a terrible idea. And the, the, the thing is, is that shows you where there's a problem is that you go through all these coaches that have been there for a while. You have Bill Parcells, and you have Belichick, and you have now, and you even have newcomers, McVay or whatever. But excuse me, Mike all Tomlin, the, isn't he the longest tenured coach in the NFL? I, I get so that. Does, but look, doesn't I'm, that throw a little, not, little bit of wrench? There's a, there's, a, there's a second part of this. Let me get there. You have these coaches that have coaching trees. Bill Parcells, from Bill Parcells came Bill Belichick. You also got, uh, who else came from Bill Belichick? There's a bunch of other uh, people that... Uh, the guy who um, the offensive coordinator went to D- Dallas, whatever he came from, Bill Belichick, and then you have Andy Reid's group. Andy Reid has uh, Peterson, who won a Super Bowl, and so all these coaches have like these family trees of guys that work for them who became head coaches and so on and so forth. There isn't really anybody. There's like a Tony Dungy tree, but it's like a fern. It's like <laughs> Tony Dungy. And I think there's maybe Marvin Lewis under there and maybe Mike Tomlin, if I'm not. But there's no there's no black coach that has this. Oh, and yes, I hired such well, and you such. You mentioned and, trees. You're talking about two of the greatest ever, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick. Well, no. So, McVay has a tree now. Who's, because who's McVay? His, the, the coach for the Rams. Is, He's only coached for three years. Is that, the guy, is that the guy who blew up the building in Oklahoma City? The, Different guy. I think they're cousins. Different McVay? Timothy. Timothy. Yeah, Yeah. different guy. But no, but he's coached for like three years. I think two of his assistants are head coaches. And you're like, how did that happen? You know? So that's what I'm talking about, is that you don't have the same kind of longevity with black coaches. Usually, black guy gets a job. He doesn't do well. You never see him again. But isn't that 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 most coaches in general? Very few coaches get a long tenure. No, I would like you, to see a statistical up, analysis of your point to see if that's true. I would, oh yeah, I would like no, we could we could pull it up because you get a, you end up with a lot of retreads. You ended up with you yeah, know you get a lot Jesus. of retreads. But how yeah. how long is the average uh, coaching term, and is it shorter for black people, black coaches? I'm sure it is. I'm sure Maybe. not only I, I would imagine it was shorter, but I know for sure that there are very few second chances. That's the thing. The second chances are few and far between. Compared to what happens for white coaches, it just it just is. You don't see one black coach bounce from like four different jobs. You just don't see it. Okay. You know, yeah. it doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. All right. So always uplifting news on these shows. Good show. <laughs> show. That was a good show. That was interesting. That was, and you see, you, you hear how we talked about two touchy subjects. America, listen, yes. talked about two touchy subjects, and mm-hmm. we didn't yell at each other. And and nope. you made good points, and I and I understood those points, and I think and I made, made good some good points. points, and you understood them, and and look at that. So yep. if we can do it, America can do it. Anybody, anybody can do it. And anybody I'm coming by your it. house later. I'm gonna fuck you up for some shit you said. <laughs> <in my school. laughs>
<laughs> I, I'm the one with the guns. Just remember that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we discussed that. I appreciate it. Oh, all right, buddy. So tell them where to find us on our oh, socials. Well, first of all, let me throw out. We yes. got Dr. Uh-oh. Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian Uh-oh. nominee for President of these United Stepping States. up our game. She's coming on June 8th. That's a week from Uh-oh. Monday. They contacted yeah. us, dude. They uh-uh. reached out to us to be on the no, show. No, they didn't. They sure mm-hmm. did. President, <laughs> uh, a potential president of the United States on the Dad Presents. So you all better tune into that one. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at the Dad Presents, and uh, check us out. All right. So hopefully next time we'll be here with Rose. She'll bring us her birthday day experiences. Hopefully it involved a glory hole of some I sort. I miss Rose I'm, already. I'm thinking of. Yes, I do. How could you not? But anyway, folks, until next time, take care of your kids, take care of yourself, take care of your family. We'll be back soon. Stay safe.